In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Thanks be to God, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a brand new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a brand new day. Revelation, revelation, hallelujah. Revelation, revelation, hallelujah. And there's new power, yes, there's new power in the Holy Ghost. Yes, there's new power, new power in the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm glad to be with you today, proclaiming the Word of God. Oh, yes, I'm very much alive in Jesus' name. I'm looking at the, what chapter? The 10th chapter of St. Mark, or I should say the 11th chapter of St. Mark, verse 12. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, Bethany was where Mar Martha, Mary, and Lazarus lived. He would go there to just relax. He was hungry, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. He went to see whether perhaps he could find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. I'm telling you this. God is looking for fruit in our lives. People, not leaves. And he said that you have many people and so prove to be my disciples. Oh yes, how we need to have people at the end of our branch bringing them to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what you need to do. That's what I need to do. Verse 15, Then they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple. Well, that was natural. They were doing this for the sacrifice to the Lord. But what does Jesus do? And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He was teaching and saying, Is it not written that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of thieves, I tell you. The church is a house of prayer. And so often you go to services, before they start, you think you're in a bar room. All the noise, 
not preparing themselves to hear the Word of God and to celebrate the Eucharist. Then you go to the rectory, and it's quiet as a what? Quiet as a dove. The church is the place of prayer. We need to be at prayer when we're in the church. If you go to confession on a Saturday, you need to pray for the priest, that he have the wisdom of the Godhead, that he have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And when the chief priests and scribes heard it, they kept looking for a way to kill him. Yes, he disturbed them by saying, don't sell and don't buy and turn over the money changes. This is what the nail is that put in his coffin. They were afraid of him because the whole crowd was spellbound by his teaching. Why? Because he taught with authority, not like the scribes who just made words. And when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning as they passed, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. Well, that's how I pray when people have cancer. I curse the cancer in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it to wither and die in Jesus' name and not hurt any other part of the body. That's how I pray for cancer. I curse it because it's not God's will that you have cancer, and you should not be saying, my cancer. It is not your cancer. Jesus took it on the cross. It is his cancer. He took it and defeated it on the cross. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots, and Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, you believe what you say will come to pass. It will be done for you. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you received it, and it will be yours. So what do you do after we ask for something in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for granting this. Oh, thank you, Lord. But it hasn't happened yet. God is not in time. God is in eternity. Thank you, God, for answering my prayer. Thank you, God, for delivering me from your cancer. Thank you, God, that you love me. Thank you, God, that you're going to show yourself to me. Whatever you're asking in prayer, thank the Lord for it. Whenever you stand praying, forgive and if have anything against anyone so that the Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. This is what holds most people back, unforgiveness. Forgive, forgive, forgive. But I'm sensitive. Well, I'm telling you, then you will not be forgiven. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And forgiveness is not with the feeling, it's with the will. I forgive, I forgive the person who started that rumor against me. 
I forgive the person in Jesus' name. Again, they came in Jerusalem. As he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and scribes and the elders came to him and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it human in origin? Answer me. And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? Because John said that one was coming after him whose shoe he was unable to untie. But shall we say, of human origin, they will be afraid of the crowd, for the crowd regarded John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. We do not know. You know, they knew. They knew, but they wouldn't say it. They wouldn't say it because John proclaimed Jesus. He is the voice calling out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. You see, it's kind of sad that these religious people had no integrity in their hearts. Chapter 12 of Mark. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the season came, he sent the slave to the tenants to collect from them a share of the produce of the vineyard. But they seized him, beat him, sent him away empty-handed. Now who is this servant? This is one of the prophets. Jesus is talking about what they did to the prophets when the prophets prophesied. And again he sent a slave to them. This one they beat over the head and insulted. It's another prophet. Then he sent another, and that one they killed, another prophet. And so it was with many others. Some they beat, others they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent the beloved son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him. Who is the Son? The Lord Jesus Christ. And what did they do? We killed him by our sins. And the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him, killed him, threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Who are the others? From the Gentile, from the Jews to the Gentiles. Yes, from the Jews to the Gentiles. 
he will give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the capstone. Now, what is the capstone? Visualize an arch. The capstone is the middle stone that holds the whole thing together. The capstone. Who is the capstone? Jesus is the capstone who holds it all together. The stone that the builders rejected has become the capstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. When they realized that he had told them this parable against them, they wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowd, so they left him, and were then, though they left him, and went away. Verse 13. Then they sent to him some Pharisees and some Herodians to trap him. Now the Pharisees believed in the resurrection. The Sadducees, they're sad, you see. They don't believe in the resurrection. So we're going to see, they're going to put this question to him. And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Should we pay them or should we not pay them? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why are you putting me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me see it. And they brought one, and then he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title is it? They answered, The emperor. Jesus said to them, Give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were utterly amazed at him. That means we've got to pay our taxes. Pay our taxes, even though they're making bills worth trillions of dollars that we have to make do for. Well, we're not going to go into that because you can go for a long time what the country is doing now, what the president is doing now in forgiving debt from college college dues. Let's continue. The question about the resurrection. Some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, the man should marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. There were seven brothers, the first married, and when he died he had no children. The second married her and died, leaving no children. The third likewise. None of the seven left children. Last of all, the woman herself died. In the resurrection, whose wife will she be? For the seven had married her. See, they're trying to trick him. But you don't trick Jesus. He's the Lord. He's the Lord. He's the Word. 
He's the Word made flesh. Jesus said to them, Is not this the reason you are wrong, that you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the story about the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is the God not of the dead, but of the living. I tell you, our God is the God of the living. Our God is the God who loves you. Our God is the God who cares for you. Our God is the God who will take up your sins as you confess them. Only if we forgive those who have sinned against us. Oh yes, there's a condition about forgiveness. You might say, but I can't forgive what they did to me when I was a child. In With your will you forgive, not with your emotions. With your will you forgive and allow God to do what he needs to do. You'll be set free. But Jesus said to them, Is this not the reason why you are wrong about the brothers marrying the woman, that you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God? Do you know the Scriptures? You say, well, I wasn't raised with them. No, please. That's just an excuse. Do you know the Scriptures? Do you take them in your hand? Do you read them just a little each day so that you'll know the Scriptures and you'll know the power of God? Chapter 12, verse 28. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well. He asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered and said, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole mind, with all your strength. And the second is like this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love them with the whole heart, with the whole soul, with the whole understanding, with the whole strength, and to love neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than they bring burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus had, when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any other question. We have a right to ask Jesus questions. Like you say, Jesus says that the Father is greater than I. Well, Father Jesus, I thought you're God. Turn to the second chapter of Philippians. Though he was in the form of God, he did not count himself equal to God, a thing to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself, 
taking the form of a slave. Oh, yes, you can ask Jesus questions, and he'll give you the answer. He'll give you the answer. Verse 35 of chapter 12. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself said by the Holy Spirit, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how can he be a son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. Oh, Jesus is wonderful. Jesus knows it all. Jesus knows it all and loves you. He knows what you've done and what you haven't done. And he loves you. And you cannot stop him from loving you. You can prevent yourself from receiving it but you cannot stop him from loving you. He is in love with you. He knows you inside out and outside in, and he is in love with you. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? That's the issue. That he loves you. That he is in love with you. Verse 38 of chapter 12. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance, they say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Why? Because they know, are supposed to know, about God and the scriptures of the Old Testament. But they reject the Son. They reject the Son. Anyone who rejects the Son rejects the Father. Anyone who loves the Son loves the Father, who sent him. Verse 41. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow put in her two small copper coins, which are worth a penny, and it's all she had. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Now, you're not the poor widow, because you've got money. I'm not the poor widower, because I have money. Well, that just says if I put in a little, that's because I'm the poor widow. Oh, no, you have money. You have to put one-tenth to the Lord, one-tenth to the Lord, and watch God multiply it. He says to Malachi, put me to the test. If you give your tithes and offerings, 
I will open the windows of heaven. The windows of heaven. How we need the windows of heaven to be opened up. How we need the windows of heaven to be opened up. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.